if I seem like very zen and relaxed, it's because I just had like a 100 minute massage. Oh. And so like everything is right with the world. And I had nine and a half <laughs> hours of sleep last night, which I have been like running on the lower end of the amount of sleep I need for like this whole week. And so those nine and a half hours, like I'm just, I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been having a little less sleep than normal, but I tend to sleep in a little bit in the morning because I don't have to be at work until, you know, a little later than most people. But lady's been kind of having some sick nights. So, Oh, lady. Just some tummy troubles, which uh, means she's getting up a lot in the night. So Le- take her out. But. Leo, similarly, up until like, I think Thursday night's first night he didn't do this. He's either gotten up to drink a bunch of water in the middle of the night or has gotten up to drink water and then needs me to take him outside. And hmm. that also like, you know, ends up leading to me like being awake for like 30 minutes. So, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, the last two nights he has not done that. That's right. I'm, I'm talking about you. He's just looking at me like, yeah. Well, so do you want to get started with this? I, yeah. like, I just got off of watching it. So yeah. like, the whole, like, what are you up to? This is all I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, no, uh, I don't. And n- nor do we, nor do we need to waste time with that. Do we uh, need to beleaguer? Yes. Yeah. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and talk about Frasier. Typically, we talk about actual episodes of Frasier, but yeah. today is going to be a little, little different. different. Um, um, we are talking about the... Uh, what was it called? Stars in the house? Yes. Because I keep thinking like, there are stars in the house. There are stars in the <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, the, uh, the fundraiser for, I believe, like an actor's fund uh, called Stars in the House, which is hosted by two people who perhaps we should know, but we don't know. No, we should not know these. These are people who 100% run in LA actor circles, but aren't famous enough to extend beyond there. But well, boy, I, their I, egos oh, extend funny, beyond there because I you say hate that these guys. I thought that they were... I thought the opposite. I thought they were New York theater people and that that was perhaps like, anyway, uh, one of them seemed slightly familiar, but I don't know if that's just because I've seen his ilk before, but like I, yeah, exactly. I I don't even remember their names. Seth and Seth, maybe was Seth and James, Seth and James. Okay. So basically it sounds like they've been hosting in quarantine reunions of casts of different TV shows all via zoom. And in April, they did part one of a Frasier reunion. I vaguely remember you mentioning this maybe in April that you thought this had happened. Um, But I, yes, I had seen the video. I had seen that the video existed. I hadn't watched it. I mean, I think I skipped through it briefly. Um, just to be like, what is this? Um, yeah. And it looked, you know, back in April, I feel like this was a new thing. And this definitely, the, this video, which is available on YouTube, and we'll put up a, a link. Um, it definitely feels like an early version of this thing that has become a lot more... Common. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot a lot more of the ones I've seen, you know, we've seen, we saw one where it was Seth Rogen did a game show with some of his friends for Hilarity for Charity, uh, which is a... Uh, uh, Alzheimer's charity he does uh, that my wife has uh, presented for. So that's, we kind of got a, a free ticket to that. And we also watched one that was the Sanderson sisters from uh, Hocus Pocus getting mm, together mm-hmm. with a bunch of friends for, uh, uh, so it, re, re, it, it was like a rejuvenate New York. It's got an actual name and Bette Midler does it every year, but I can't remember what it was called, but that those were both like, again, feel very weird and amateurous and, and odd, but this, this you, one you is, said is this rough. at one point. <laughs> well, I thought whenever it was just the cast reminiscing and talking, it felt good. But boy, I I could do a whole podcast on how much I never want to see Seth nor James again in my life. Well, uh, I would have paid a hundred dollar to their. Oh, I was gonna say let's not waste energy on them because they are in I, no, no way a highlight of. Uh, but but thank you to them for making this happen. I will say one more thing. I would have paid $100 to their charities to let me cut the piano wire on his – because every time Seth was like, ooh, and they'd mention a, a play and he'd play some – like oh, he's sitting yes. on top of his piano so he could play. And I was like, dude, shut up. Like I was so done with so, him. So like we'll set this up a little bit. They basically – Seth and James host this and then they – slowly the different ca- main cast of Frasier pop in on Zoom. And since mm-hmm. this is April, everyone was still a little new to Zoom. And as I, when I texted Ryan – so I watched this first so I could make sure there weren't any spoilers for Ryan. When I texted him, I was like, it's – it's boomers not knowing how to use zoom because they're talking over each other. And like one, like when Harriet Sansom Harris joins, she like doesn't have her camera positioned. Right. Yes. 
I, I think, uh, you know, if you give them a few seconds at the beginning, like, everyone kind of falls into a good groove. Yes. And, and, and to be honest, my favorite part in the whole thing was when, like, James and Seth were having technical difficulties and kind of, like, fell out of the call for a second. And it was just all of them going, like, hey, how's it going? Oh, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And Fraser like, stopped, or sorry, Kelsey Grammer stomped down for Jane Levy's and was like, how's your mom doing? And like, they all had, it was, we didn't find out like what's wrong with her mom or anything, but it was like this kind of real intimate moment. We in touch because he Mm -hmm. wasn't like, he didn't have to explain to anybody what was wrong with her mom, but he knew enough to know that like her mom had perhaps like had some health problems. And at one point he and Perry Gilpin, he talks about like, He's like, wait, you moved. Where did you move to? And she's like, oh, I yes. moved to Westlake. And he's like, oh, that area is great. And I, it was <clears throat> that was my favorite stuff when it was all about the uh, just just them kind of catching up, and mm-hmm. that was fun. And it was it was it was interesting because you could tell, like, I'm I'm sure there's no way with a bunch of theater actors and particularly with Kelsey Grammer that on the set of this show there weren't times where they all hated each other or, or at least were like. Maybe not hating each other, but you can't work with someone for 11 years and not be like, I need a break. Oh, yeah, but butting was... heads a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and this felt like all that melted away for just, you know, a little bit. It was them thinking of all the great times. And no matter all the – again, I enjoyed it so much. Sans the screeching interludes by the hosts. I yes. just – anytime you – it was kind of like – them all talking or going over like what was your favorite line or you could tell them oh remember that episode like it felt like us like remember Mm -hmm. that episode when this happened and you said this is so it was it was it was worth it i i I mean like i i liked it a lot Um, and 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 there's a point where someone writes in boy i really needed this and i'm sure back then it felt a lot more like more people were like this was done in april so it's the beginning of the pandemic it's when we're realizing this is going to go on a lot longer than we thought it was it was going to and even now, even today, I was like, wow, this is just fun to just sit in on. And so there is a second part, which we will cover later um, in a later episode, not later in this episode, because um, we have not watched it yet. That took place in September. So um, mm. this is not the last of these that we will watch. And I'm interested to see what they cover in that one, how that one's perhaps a little bit more polished, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, but to cover who's in this reunion, it's... The main cast that is still alive, so it's Kelsey Grammer, David Hyde Pierce, Perry Gilpin, Jane Leaves, and um, well, we'll go ahead and say Dan Butler, since he is main cast for a little while. <laughs> he, he pops in, but not nearly as much poor, as everybody else. Poor Dan Butler. I feel like <laughs> like at the end, he pops in just to go goodbye and then leave again. Like I don't know if he's having trouble. When he pops in, it becomes obvious that he's been watching the feed, but maybe not a part of it because he's like, oh, a second ago, you guys were talking about this. Uh-huh. I, it's so funny. I feel so bad for him. So he pops in. So does Harriet Sansom Harris. So does B.B. Mm-hmm. Um, Newworth and um, Tom McGowan, who played Kenny, the station manager. Am I missing anybody who pops in? No, I forgot. Who no, something that's Kerr. right. Yes. Did, did the video you have, did it cut out a lot of Noel's stuff? Uh, I feel like, like his voice cut out a lot. No, I, whatever video I watched, like clipped the end of his interview and went straight into that doctor who Oh, yes. No, that's what I remember when I was like G chatting you about it. And I was like, at some point randomly they pick up with the doctor again. So yeah, I I didn't know if, yeah, we should explain listeners that, and you'll see this if you watch it, but like they start off with a a little brief, I say brief, it's like seven minute interview with a doctor in New York, but it's all kind of out of date because it's from April just talking about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then at some point around like minute 35, it abruptly goes back to the doctor. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like we lost some of that interview, but yeah, the part with, with Noel, but I, it's also, so I, the show I've been watching as my like binge show and also kind of like in the background as I'm working is Star Trek the next generation Mm -hmm. lately and I have like this is uh, as much as I gave Star Trek a lot of flack in my life now I'm like this show's great I love this show but it's just so funny like like watching Noel come on and be like I don't like Star Trek I don't Mm -hmm. care for it and then him saying like he was I guess in an episode yes we've I think uh we've found that out on Twitter right from our Facebook from, from our fans no, no, oh, I don't remember if they said that Noel was in an episode. I know we. I found in my rewatch, Kelsey Grammer as a captain saw Rubenick as oh, a yes. bad guy in one yes. episode. Yes, no, I, I, well, I thought somebody on Twitter said that Noel was in an episode um, too. Possibly. But, uh, yeah. Well, what I, think, I found out. Oh, sorry. I thought we already knew that Kelsey Grammer had been in an episode because we were like, I, I'd written that. Yeah. yeah. 
But apparently, one thing I heard from a friend of mine, Shane, who is a fan of both of those shows, uh, that their uh, studios were very close. Like their mm-hmm. sets their sound were stages very close were next together. door to yes. each other. Yeah. So a lot of times they'd peek in, especially like. Next Generation coming back was a big reemergence for Star Trek. So all these people who are, you know, Kelsey Grammer's age are perfect. You know, like Tom Hanks is a huge original series fan. But like, I, I think that age, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, I grew up with this. And they just, you know, stuck his head and was like, could you maybe put me in this show? So question, when you say yes. original series, is that like William Shatner? Yes. Okay. And, and Next Generation is Patrick Stewart. Yes. Okay. Okay. That, that helps. I, I get it. Um, yeah, so like people growing up as kids in the '60s, watch you know, William now Shatner. Becoming, yeah, 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 and then they're saying, "Oh, there's a new Star Trek." Like, whoop, like I forgot Whoopi Goldberg was a cast member on the new Star Trek yes. for many so, seasons. Okay, mom and dad, like I'll, I'll follow up with you, but you do need to tell me if y'all ever watched Star Trek because I have memories of seeing Whoopi Goldberg on Star Trek episodes, and mm-hmm. I do not have memories of watching Star Trek. But like, yeah, I just I have memories of this, so I wonder I mean, if my it was parents a big... like watched it occasionally. It was a big syndicated show. <laughs> you may, I mean, there's also, I think the same thing. And I don't think my parents really watched the new show. Cause they were like, my, my mom is always a big proponent of the original is better. No matter mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. like her and I've had long discussions about the new, the new bond versus the old bond. Um, Your mom and I probably would agree about Spider-Man. I mean, I haven't watched any of the new Spider-Man cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to the Sam Raimi one with Tobey Maguire fits the bill so interesting interesting uh point sam raimi will be directing the new doctor strange so i wonder if what, it'll what, what is up. doctor strange uh the one with benedict cumberbatch oh yeah i haven't gotten there in my marvel watch mm. yeah um but uh what was i gonna say uh well it's also funny because there's a doctor strange there's doctor strange references in, in spider-man because sam raimi was a big doctor strange fan anyway see i we're getting think really doctor deep strange in the strange and doctor strange love which is a very different movie <laughs> Yes, yes, um, very different. But also a good movie, but let's 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 get back to the reunion a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, okay. So I, I asked Ryan to like come up with it because I did this when I as I look at it, I realized I wrote down four things. So I was like, five things that you learned. Ryan wrote down his top five favorite moments. Um, but I I love being able to still learn stuff about a TV show that I feel like I know so much about. <laughs> Um, I feel this um, way about like the West Wing and Gilmore Girls. When I learn something new about it, I'm always like, "How is there still more for me to learn about this show?" Real, real quick aside, did you watch the new West Wing thing? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. Did I watch it the night it no, was just... out? And I zoomed with my old roommate, and we each wore our West Wing weekly swag. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're we're special people. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess. I would like to guess something that I, I really like. This is a moment I liked, um, but I, I'm going to guess this might be on your top five list. Okay. Uh, the scene from DHP and Caroline in the City and the cats. Oh, it was not on my list. Oh, that's shocking. We, I loved we, it. We, did, we learned that David Hyde Pierce had a very small role in one episode of Caroline in the City. Um, and... Because his partner wrote for it. Yes, yes. Which was also an interesting to learn that that's why David Hyde Pierce uh, came to L.A. Yeah. Was because he was moving there with him to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to, like, thank his partner so much for bringing him to to the mass media since he had just been doing is it, theater. Is it the same partner? He's, is he still married mm-hmm. to yeah, that? Yeah. Because okay. he, he was like my, he cool. said, I think he said my, my then partner, now husband. That character and that whole scene of him singing like a. I want to be in cats mm-hmm. song just like felt so Niles, like weirdly Niles, but also not Niles, but it was just so like, I can, ima- I've, I've never seen something where they go, Oh, they saw me in this one thing and they decided I was perfect for this role. Mm-hmm. And then them going, they saw me on Carolina. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I get it. Like it, it makes total sense to me. And I, I feel like they even say something like he was basically just playing Niles, but on like Carolina city. Yes. Also, he is so, um, quick on his feet in that scene from Caroline in the City yes. when he's dancing and stuff. I'm like, you can really see like why he brings so much physicality to the role of Niles. They, I also liked when they cut back to him. He's like, thank you. That was traumatic. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. David Hyperus also like, I'm not going to say ageless because he definitely has aged, but looks still looks like fantastic. This actually leads into one of the things that I learned, which is we already knew like Kelsey Grammer and David Hyperus had like strong theater backgrounds. Um, although I didn't know that Kelsey Grammer was like when he was, 
cast on Cheers was understudying for like William Hurt and Mandy Patinkin and like really yeah, like right? big names. Christopher um, Walken. Yeah, but um, that everybody on that show has a theater background except for like Perry mm-hmm. Gilpin because Tom McGowan, who plays Kenny, the station manager, who was in Heavyweights, was also like in Chicago oh, yeah. and Wicked and was like been doing theater all over the place and i'm just like what <laughs> yeah all of them yeah it's it's ridiculous it was it, it, this weird stepping stone like i feel like a lot of they talk about this a little bit about theater people going off and doing like a guest spot on some mm-hmm. things and this one was it felt it, it just i think because it was created by theater people it, it felt so natural for them to come into this 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 troop and they all say that like Frasier was just we've said this so many times you especially Frasier's mm-hmm. just a play um, yeah. that just happens to be recorded and i, I love what david Hyde pierce said where he was like you know i did theater all up until like Frasier, and then i went right back to theater so um which like Another bummer in- david Hyde pierce cuz i'd love to see you in more things but you do you I did well. So that I was, this isn't what I was going to say, but I was starting to look up like what have any of these people done lately? Um, just kind of looking at like their last, you know, few things. Uh, and David Hyde Pierce just hasn't done a whole lot. You're, you're right; he's just gone back to theater. I I do want to point out something I did find while while seeing that um, we have talked about, and we I, I I promise everyone here we will do this at some point, but. We will watch Money Plane mm-hmm. uh, with Kelsey Grammer, a WWE it's, film. It's now on. We were going to have to pay for it earlier, if you remember, and it's now on Amazon. Oh, I Amazon. think I bought it already. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. And it's. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Wait, I did. I bought a 24 hour rental. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, that's not bad. I think I own it. Oh, I mean, yeah. it might be a rental, too. Who knows? But interesting uh, to all my uh, wrestling bros in the in in the fan in the in the Craniacs listenership, he was the narrator on WrestleMania 32 <laughs> in 2016, which I did not realize. Can I which just means point when out like, there's got to be a huge crossover between wrestling fans and Frazier. So, hey, I bet there's at least one out there. I also think this is probably the stepping stone to him being in the WWE film. Is they're like, hey, we had a good relationship. Also. Uh, they tend to seek out very conservative actors in general because, as we know, Vince McMahon and his wife are very conservative. Oh, are they? So, I, I I truly don't don't keep tabs Lin- on Vince Linda McMahon. Me. Linda McMahon had a cabinet spot. Or oh, that's right. Wasn't Trump's... she had like a small business? Something? Yeah, or something yeah. Like so, you know, you know the billion dollar comp- small business that is. <laughs> World Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. Uh, anyway. They, they, they really, that cute little storefront they have and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to hit me with something that you found out during this that was um, interesting to you? Yes. And this is just, this is so inside baseball with like how TV shows are made. I found it fascinating that they didn't have trailers, that they all had green rooms. At one mm. point they make an offhanded comment about, I think maybe Harriet Sanson Harris is talking about how welcoming everybody was every time she came in as BB and that she had so much fun in the green room. And this is where Seth and James actually are helpful. And they're like, wait, what do you mean by green room? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, green rooms, which you think it's like when you're at a talk show and you're waiting to go on the green yeah, room has like bottles of water show. and some pretzels yeah. and stuff. Um, and they were like, Oh, well we didn't actually have trailers. We all had our own like room. So they all had their own green room that they would, that was like basically in place of their trailer and they would, you know, get together and hang hmm. out in each other's rooms and stuff. Um, so I just, I just found that really interesting because I feel like that makes it probably a lot. I mean, I know these actors really deck out their trailers, but I feel like that makes it a lot homier. And I feel like your green rooms are all next to each other. So you can like zip in and out of each other's. Yeah. You're not like leaving. Yeah. It's I like a trailer. Like you have to like leave, go down a set of stairs and everything. Well, it's like being in a dorm room. Yes. Like everyone leaves their doors open. Yeah. And um, and now now that I think about it, I wonder if the cast of Friends had the same thing. Because I feel like I've heard them talk about how they could easily get to each other's, what I assumed were trailers. But Speaking of the cast of Friends, this is a, a fact that I had, I think I knew and I forgot was Perry Gilpin was brought in at the last second after uh, Lisa, oh, Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow didn't mm-hmm. work out. Yeah. But I loved how, how Kelsey Grammer did that, where he's like, yeah, she didn't work out. But then I think she did okay on that friend show. Yeah. I, know, I love that he didn't mention her name at first. He was like, this one girl, and she just did not work out. But I was like, oh, are they, I was like, is this like something they like shouldn't talk about? And then he was like, she did okay on that friend show. 
There was a couple things where they didn't go into detail. Like David Hyde Pierce talked about a failing show he'd been on before then, and he just didn't mention the name of it. I often I mean, wonder. I, I, if they, I think that if might they, be kind of an actors thing. Yeah. I often wonder if they remember. Like, does he remember? Oh the name? yeah, they forgot. Yeah, um, I wonder. So anyway, well, they I, seem I, to have I, a good memory for the lines, like their favorite lines and scenes. This so segues I guess. perfectly to another <laughs> thing, which is, and like my parents now have to watch this because. Uh, Perry Gilpin says that her favorite line is from my favorite episode, Ham Radio, which is, watch out, he's got a nug. <laughs> oh, I feel so, like, validated. Um, and I did, I think well, I said this before, that I gave my dad a coffee mug a few years ago that just says, watch out, he's got a nug. <laughs> did you also feel validated when they talked about how hard a time they had getting through the big nose scene? Yes! <laughs> When David and who talked about David Hyde Pierce, he even was like something like Keisha, and I was like Keisha, I hardly knew her. <laughs> uh, I like I, I forgot about the giant schnauzer part. Yeah, see, you just need to rewatch that episode, and you will I come might, to appreciate I might. it even more. But I, I feel I just felt so validated and so seen as a Frasier fan that they mentioned two of my favorite episodes, and specifically the part of the episodes that like I find the funniest. So. Anyway, that's actually literally all I've written down now. So we'll go to your list. Oh, man. Uh, well, there was something else. Hold on. Let me let me look again because I, I forgot. Uh... One thing oh, I do. Oh, I know I... something. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say well, while you're looking at your list. Uh, Jane Leaves had the Zoom aesthetic down perfectly. Her lighting was great. Her video was clear. Her background was great. I was like, Jane Leaves, you are a practiced Zoomer and I tip my hat to you. I also want to say Jane Leaves looks great. Fantastic, yes. Yes, like has aged exceptionally well. Especially, well, part of it was I think I didn't realize how young she was when she did this show. Did like, I don't think I knew she was in her, her 20s. 20s? I, I don't know if that's when she started Frasier or like when she, I don't know. But she, uh, we'll have to look up exactly how old she was because uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed at how well, she looks now. Perry, Perry Gilpin also looking amazing, but... Yeah, let's, 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 let's just look it up. Jane Leaves' age. She is currently. She currently she's born in 1961, so she's currently 59. Um, and so when Fraser started, she was born in 1961. Yeah, she was like 20. No, sorry, 30, 31 or 32 when Fraser was on. Yeah, started 30, 32, so I, 32. So I'm not sure where that. Or I think early 20s was maybe when she came to Hollywood. You're right. Um, also, say, Perry Gilpin, same age. Yep. Something I did learn about uh, Jane during this was that she doesn't sound like Daphne Moon, and that makes me very excited because she has a much more posh accent. Than, oh yes, than Daphne. Yes, uh, she's on. She, not that I watched Hot in Cleveland, but she was on Hot in Cleveland, and whenever I would see previews for that and she would talk, I would always be like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I mean, she definitely is not... British, but it's not as like. Par- it almost sounds like a parody. <laughs> Daphne's accent almost sounds like a parody of like a British right. accent. Um, well, yeah, I think I think in a way it is. I also didn't realize Hot for Cleveland on for 125 episodes. What? I just I looked that up because I was looking up the what they've been doing recently. That was hers. Was Hot in Cleveland for 125. So I'd say between the syndication rights on both those episodes, Jane Leaves is probably good to go. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I can't. I don't fault any of them. I don't fault David Hyperius for going back to theater. I don't fault any of them for what they've done after Frasier. Because I'm like, they made so much money off of Frasier <laughs> that I'm like, do whatever you want. Um, What's the name of the actor who played the uh, studio manager? Um, Tom McGowan. Tom, Tom McGowan, uh, also apparently a big fan of rap. That was yes! something I didn't know. <laughs> yes. Didn't you see he and John Mahoney would talk about rap? <laughs> We're talking about Ludacris and Eminem. And yeah. <laughs> that I mean, felt... And one of those has aged well, so. Oh, who hasn't aged well out of those? Well, I mean, I would say Ludacris, I feel like it's still kind of relevant. I don't, I mean, you don't really hear about Eminem a whole lot anymore, so. Eminem just dropped a big album. Did he? Listen, I think if, I think if you and I were to have a rap discussion right now, it would be the most, like, just... The blind leading the blind. But oh, I'm saying... oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm saying I didn't know Eminem <laughs> dropped an album. I know he's like did yes. ACL a few years ago and stuff. But, well, Eminem, maybe your marketing people need to do a better job because I didn't know. But not that I follow the you... rap industry a whole lot. So, Do you ever watch the interview? The the one where Seth Rogen and oh, James no. Franco kill? 
uh, Eminem is at the beginning of that, and I might just send you that scene, and it is one of the funniest scenes. Oh. Like, well, and actually, now that I think about it, because I, I was going to say, he was in the Oscars a few years ago. It was this year. Um, he was in. He was on oh, the Oscars geez. singing Lose Yourself for no reason. They were just... Oh, right! They were just suddenly like, and now, Eminem, and, and everyone... And that's just like the puzzled looks of all the people in the audience for like the first half of the song. And then everybody after a while is just like, lose yourself in the music, the moment. Yeah. And everyone just gets into it. I, Laurel, that was this year. <laughs> I The only reason I know that it was this year is because um, I remember watching it with my mother at Alamo Draft House because that's where we watched the Oscars this year. And oh, that right. most of the theater was, because those were my people in the theater. We were all just like, kind of like the people at the Oscars. We were like, What? Well, Why? it feels and then like we were like, well, okay, this is fun. <laughs> I mean, it feels like the most natural. Like you're doing what the the song is telling you to do. We did. We you're lost confused at first, the, and then you lose yourself. We in lost the music. ourselves in the music. The moment <laughs> we wanted it, we were we, we just we never let it go. <laughs> you, your well, palms get... are sweaty, mom spaghetti. <laughs> I no, I, I, there was not vomit on my sweater already. So <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you and I are more at, more ready to do a rap podcast than we thought. Uh, but I, we also are naming perhaps one of the most well-known rap songs. Yes. I mean, it won an Oscar. So, and that, that's there one of the things go. people were like, maybe that's why. Because Eminem famously, well, not famously, it wasn't that big a deal. But he didn't perform at the Oscars the year that he was nominated. And well, he didn't go. And so they were like, maybe now he's older and was like, sure, I'll, yeah, let's make up for that. I'll come back. I did like when Seth and James made a comment uh, about them having issues they hadn't had before and they go oh more emmys more problems <laughs> I that was funny um okay we've gone through my list what what else do we have on your list I, I mean we've gone through a bunch of my stuff i i just like to me a lot of the things that were just so good about this for me were the emotional moments and the idea the, the, the I, you know as much as i didn't like james and seth i did like the the constraint of we can only have six people on screen so that they then they would bring someone in to talk a little bit and then they'd pop out mm -hmm. like that was perfect instead of having like 20 of these people yes. all on the whole time again i think dan butler cut <laughs> the shaft but well I like, maybe maybe he'll be know. in the next one a little bit more yes i i also he like Again, I don't know these people as people as well as I know them as the characters on Frasier. But it wasn't like, hey, how's everybody doing? You know, like mm -hmm. Dan Butler comes on and he's not Bulldog at all. Mm -hmm. And he seems like such a sweet man. I also loved the way he, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he say he went in? Because he was also was a theater guy. And he went yes. in to audition for Bulldog and was just, and he was like, the, the script was so ridiculous and the way it was described was so over the top that he was like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go to a, I'm going to go to an 11 on a scale of 10 yeah. when I auditioned for this guy. And he was like, it was such a over the top, like ridiculous audition. But then he was also like, but it was also one of the best like auditions I felt, I felt the best about when I left. Yeah. He said it was the only audition he'd been in where he goes, they'd be stupid not to hire me. Yeah. Um, which I just, I but he also said. Like, he was like, I think anybody could play this part as long as they, like, before he went in, because he's like, oh, it's just a crazy guy. Yeah, like, there's not a ton of depth to Bulldog, but um, I, I found that, I don't know, I just found that very charming. I found them all, like, so, yeah, just so, so delightful. Mm -hmm. And honestly, as we said, I've, you know, thrown some shade at Kelsey Grammer's, like, persona in real life and everything. I, I, I don't, I mean, obviously, this is just an hour-long Zoom, but I was like, oh, he's not, like, trying to, you know, be the main headliner. He seemed just so, like chill and well because he said he was having a martini every day so well yeah, wasn't well. that what he said he goes if he goes i just do this and then at five o'clock i have a martini so maybe we were seeing post martini kelsey Grammer. which is actually you know i now i'm kind of like didn't he go to rehab for alcohol i mean i know he also went to rehab for coke but um I, well i think it was yeah i think it was barbiturate no wait that's aaron no. sorkin but i think it was pills and stuff or whatever but i, I who knows um i do i but but you know people who suck like no one sucks twenty four seven with ex with, you know, excluding like a very few major monsters in in history. But I think like That's true. again, like what I was talking about earlier, where it's like this probably after seeing like it's it's not like the it's not like seeing a cast um in the middle of them filming a show we're seeing them at the same time they haven't seen each other in so long mm -hmm. and that's another thing i liked is every time a new person came on they were all like harriet Tom. yes like they were all like like especially perry and jane were so excited to see those people like yeah. even before they introduced them and that just you know 
I loved it. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice. and I also loved that they've all almost again the theater people they've all almost still worked together on things like since mm-hmm. and I'm just like what, um, guys yeah. the theater I mean that is one thing I I was actually just daydreaming about this today that like once we all get that va- <laughs> that vaccine, um, this is that, the most Laurel it's about comment to... of the I was just daydreaming about the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I was daydreaming about like. I'm going to go to New York and a theater tickets are going to be so cheap because they're going to want people to come back. I'm going to go to New York for like three days and I'm just going to see like two shows a day. And I like, I just, I can't wait. So I have no idea where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good one. I I don't know. We had such a big Colorado trip planned. where We were going to drive up to Colorado and meet friends along the way. Like we have friends in New Mexico and stuff. And then it was was supposed to be August this year. And we kept going, maybe it'll be good by August. Maybe things will be good by August. And then like summer started. We were like, oh, this isn't going to happen. And then who knows if next year it's going to be, you know, I was just talking to someone in like my lead having a one-on-one just catch it, you know, like you do in my industry sometimes and i was just like do you have any idea when we're gonna go back to work and he he has no clue but we were just talking about every other like company we knew has been starting to tell their people don't expect it before summer of 2021 oh oh yeah no i don't know oh yeah i I don't know anybody who well i should say i i have some friends whose companies have kicked just keep kicking the can down the road and they've said like some of my friends like oh i'm going back in february and i'm like no your company said that in august they're yeah. going to come back in the next month and be like, well, so. <laughs> one, well, another thing that, you know, kind of was eye opening was when they were talking about uh, it was David Hyde Pierce was talking about going to the grocery store with his partner. And then BB Newworth was like talking about how OCD she was. And like, I've always wiped down everything. I think Jane Le- Levy's, is it, I always forget to say it, leaves. It's, it's just leaves. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I like want to give it a little like. Pizzazz. LeVay. <laughs> Jane LeVay. Uh, <laughs> You, if you go back and listen to this podcast, everyone, you'll notice I keep referring to her as Jane because that's I know specifically <clears throat> Jane. So Jane Leaves is talking about how she was always wiping down uh, airplanes, which is something mm-hmm. Tara always did. She always brought stuff to wipe everything down. How everybody's doing it now. But BB Newerth was also talking about like, I've. What do you mean everyone sings Happy Birthday? Just count to twenty. That's what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. And I feel like there's some justification. Like it, it's this has got to be validating for. Some of the like OCD people, but Mm -hmm. people who've been doing this and that's just how it's going to be from now on. Yeah. And those people are probably like, my life hasn't changed very much, you know? (laughs) Um, Although we did learn an interesting, a fun fact that the theme song for Frasier is 20 seconds long. So sing that while you're washing your hands. Yeah. I can't believe you and I never put that together. How how did we, how did, (laughs) how did we not? Wait, I think we even talked about like what songs could fit. Well, yeah, because it was one of my like things to do if instead of getting us five stars was that website that gives you 20 second snippets of songs. But wait, I feel like we did talk about it. Didn't we try to sing it? And then we were like, oh, this is getting uncomfortable that we're singing on the podcast. And we were like forgetting words. And so we stopped. (laughs) I don't know, man. Well, I will. Um, I'm going to time it. Um, I'm going to sing it and time it. And um, I'll I'll just everyone just stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not right now. I'm not seeing it right now. Do you have anything else specific you want to talk about that, that you saw in this? No, I just, I would encourage people if you watch it to get through mm-hmm. the kind of, A, skip through like seven minutes at the beginning with the doctor talking. Um, but just, just get through the, the, some of the technical snafus they have and like the, the host being annoying because there's, there's just, there's good yes. stuff in there. And hopefully, hopefully the second one, they'll have fixed some of the um, complaints we had. Well, let me ask you a question. What are, I mean, since we were talking about how so many more of these are occurring, like what are some other movies or uh, TV shows shows you want to see reunions for? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would love to see a Gilmore Girls reunion like this. Um, Not a reboot. I just, I want to see like the cast of Gilmore Girls like talk about, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I would love to see that. Um, I mean, Parks and Rec has already had a reboot, didn't they? Well, they had, that's what I'm saying. They had a reboot where they continued the yeah. story. I just, I want this where the cast just sits around and talks. Like, um, I mean, Parks and Rec just had, you know, that reboot, but I would also love like anything that that's like, oh, here's an oral history of this movie or of this TV show. I'm like, here for it. Oh, I, do you, there's a book I read that I was, so I think I feel, I feel like I read a lot of books on Nook and then some of them I'm like, 
looking in my library like i want to read this again i'm like oh no it's on my nook or whatever which oh, yeah. god in heaven knows oh i was gonna say is your is your nook still supported like does it still have books in i it? think i gave it to my mom oh, oh okay. like years ago to be like here this low because my mom has like my, my my mom my parents are a bit of hoarders and there's like like half of the garage has been full of crap for years but i was like this will help you get rid of a lot of your books and of course she never touched it so mm-hmm. but um I one of them was there's a book I read I have to look up more of it but it's the oral history of Saturday Night Live and oh it's yes. fascinating have you seen that book oh I know of it I haven't I haven't read it but I, I actually I feel like I remember when it came out and it and it's literally just year by year and it's like you read it and it just says like Bill Murray and then it's Bill Murray talking about something mm-hmm. and then it goes and it'll cut in they just kind of edit it so if someone else was talking about that they just put them in there yeah yeah I mean and yeah it, it, it reads like a script almost because it's mm-hmm. just like someone and then what they said but it's just funny because there's a lot of crap about chevy chase in there if you want to see if you want to listen to people dog on him yeah i mean also talk about somebody where i feel like it took a long maybe i was just not hearing this gossip but i feel like it wasn't until he was on community that i learned like perhaps what a nightmare he is to work with mm-hmm. i'm trying to think i'd love to see I, it, <clears throat> it's it's hard for me anytime i hear it once so sopranos is one of my favorite shows Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara introduced it to me. I love it, but it's hard. It's so centered around James Gandolfini. Yeah. Like even the lore of that show that I don't know. I could watch a reunion of it and really like. There's there's rewatch podcasts that I haven't gotten around to because I'm like, eh. Yeah. Oh, Friday Night Lights. I would love the cast of Friday Night Lights. I would. Love I need to give that history. show another chance. Y- yes, you do. Like I. I'm just I can't I can't I can't believe that Tara has watched it and loves it and you have not watched it like <laughs> I loved I loved the first season so much and then the second season disappointed me I went you know what I can live with just loving the first season okay that is fair because I do that to TV shows now but Friday Night Lights was one of those shows that people are just universally like get past the second season yeah yeah, yeah. because it's like they I mean everybody even the writers like two years later were like that was a really I feel like even at the time they're like this is a mistake um yeah so you just it gets and it like reinvents itself after like the third season and which is like so smart of the show anyway I just it's so good I just recommended it to people as like if you need a background show while you're working from home like Friday Night Lights but also like it deserves your full attention so I forgot. I've got a list of my background shows. I think the one I'm going to attempt after uh, Star Trek is The Golden Girls. Because I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of The Golden Girls oh, start to finish. My grandmother I've just seen used to so watch much, it, so, so many clips. Yeah. My friend Jason, who isn't really much of a uh, nerd or fan of much except for sports, loves The Golden Girls. And is like, we have like a text group going and just, you know, anytime. Paul, my friend Paul is a big Star Trek nerd. Uh, Phil loves like Indiana Jones and stuff like that. I'm Star Wars, but anytime anything Golden Girls pops up, like we all like <laughs> Janelica or Tara, we'll send it to. to Wait, is this to Jason, Jason? Who's at your? Is that Tara's birthday in January? Yes, I feel like loves that came, the Golden. I Girls. feel like that came up at Tara's birthday. It was like something about the Golden Girls or whatever. So. Because I, I, I always wonder if like he really loves the Golden Girls or like he's expressed interest in the Golden Girls, and because he doesn't have much of a TV or movie fandom outside of like his favorite movie, I think is Major League, which is a baseball movie because the dude loves baseball. Also a great movie. Everyone should check out Major League, but. Like, I don't know if he really likes Golden Girls as much as we think he does, or mm-hmm. we've, like, pasted that onto him. Yes, that's, so that's why fair. I was like, That's why I was like, rate, rank the, 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 the girls. And he was like, oh, and he immediately had a list. And I was like, okay, cool. So he does at least have some sort of. Yes. Um, <laughs> wait, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, I just, oh, wait, come back. I had something I was going to say. Golden Girls, uh, people liking people. Oh, yes. I wonder if every time y'all send something to him about Golden Girls, he's like, in his mind, yeah, I saw that last week. Like, yeah, the week before, the week before, and the week of that that West Wing reboot came out, I got so many text messages from people being like, "Oh my God, Laurel, look!" And I'm like, "I knew about this yeah. in August." <laughs> like, first of all, thank it's... you, everybody, but like, guys, you're late to the game. <laughs> I had I I was looking through Facebook memories, and there was a post I did that was just guys i know and i was like oh this must have been when they announced they're doing more star wars sequels and sure enough when you look in the comments that's exactly what it was yeah but like yeah yeah, i feel the same way that anytime like wrestling makes it into mainstream news or you know things like that every once in a while now that we're doing you know 
heck, I don't know why you or I haven't done this, but you and I get Frasier stuff when anytime anything Frasier comes, you know, yeah, but into the mainstream again. Most of the time, it's stuff that I didn't know. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like I didn't know about this, you know, stars in the house thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the time it's stuff that we don't know. Um, so yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. Keep sending us Frasier stuff, guys. It's just... Absolutely, I it's absolutely. I follow, like, I follow Alice and Janney on Instagram and stuff. So, like, I knew about the West Wing reboot, like, when she posted about it in August. Um, or the live, like, rendition of Hartsfield Landing. Um, and, yeah, and, like, Gilmore Girls. I'm like, guys, I have my finger on the pulse. And people will be like, they're going to do another <laughs> reboot. I'm like, no, they're not. Is that, is that always... interview referring to is three years old? <laughs> When there's people who, like, interact with me pretty regularly and they send me stuff and I've seen a million of them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I already see it. When anybody, like, like my dad or, like, if you sent me something about wrestling, I would always be like, thank you, Laurel. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, because, like, you're like, oh, like, I want to foster that from people who don't do it very often. Um, speaking of Alice and Janie, did you see that post I had on Facebook about we were recasting Marv and Harry from Home Alone for the Home Alone reboot that's coming out? Um there's a Home Alone reboot coming out? Yeah, they're going to re- redo one on Disney+. Plus. It's going to just be... It's going to be fine, and that's it. That's but, a good way of putting it. Um, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't see. I don't think I saw that. But I, I am pushing for... Uh, like, we were like... There's a cast list, but they haven't said who's playing what. And we don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be like a one-to-one reboot where everybody has like yeah. a part or if it's something like that. Um, the kid from Jojo Rabbit. You saw Jojo Rabbit, right? Yes! The one I... with the glasses who's the kid. The, the, I he's love be... him! So him and then Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper are going to be the mom and dad. Oh, which I think that is, is fantastic. And then there's all these other people who are in it that I have no idea who they're. It's like Keenan Thompson, Pete Holmes uh a lot of uh, uh, but it's like they don't say they were so we started saying like who do we think is going to be in this we started coming up with one of the things i kept saying was marv one of the crooks should be like you know have a comedic background but be in a lot of drama because mm-hmm. that was i think i bought my thing that was uh joe pesci mm-hmm. like so i was saying like oh we should do samuel jackson blah 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 we were coming up with these things Alice and Janie, if they do a gender swapped of the things, should definitely be the Marv role. Especially, and she should be almost like she was in I, Tanya, where she's just funny but mean. Is Marv we, Joe Pesci or David Stern? Yes. And it was no. Alice and Janie is... Which? Well, Marv is Joe Pesci. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry, I think the way like our thing is, is that lined up. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, so she would be Joe Pesci, and then someone said uh, Amy Poehler as Daniel Stern's character, and I'm kind of like, this is who I love. This is, I want this these two women to be crooks. Yeah, that is, that's good. I was also thinking, I, I kind of, my mind went a little bit to the cast of Ocean's 8, um, because, like, that's such, you know, oh. like, a complete female, like, you know, flip, and I'm like, I, I feel, I mean, I feel like Sandra Bullock could be a really good Marv, because well, here's, she is, like, yeah really funny and like wholesome but she was like so good in oceans eight emotions eight the movie is fine but she's really good in oceans eight so i think it needs to be someone who's a little scary like mm. i think like because that was the thing about those guys is those guys wanted to like tara and i watch home alone you know sometimes in the middle of the year because we love home alone but i feel like those guys wanted to murder kevin McAllister, and so we need someone who is like scary and that's one of my problems with the cast list is I don't know who's playing the, the crooks, but no mm-hmm. one who's – everyone just seems, like, goofy. Yeah. Yeah, you need somebody who has, like – I mean, you almost need, like – Menace. You almost need, like, Adam Sandler in one of those roles because anytime he does a dramatic role, people are, like – we need to I remember that Adam Sandler Uncut is a very Gems. talented actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Uncut Gems, which I started on Netflix, and honestly, like, after 20 minutes, I was like, I don't care for this. Um, but I remember <laughs> people were like – is this when Adam Sandler gets his Oscar? <laughs> and I was like, what? what? <laughs> so when did you watch it? When did I watch it? Like, yeah. When did you try and watch it? Uh, we're talking about like time of day or time of year. No, no, no. Like I, I found that I had a hard time watching stuff that wasn't super happy <laughs> when I started, like at the beginning of the pandemic. And oh, now I'm just starting to be able to watch stuff. It like was that sometime again. in the, since this, it was sometime, well, probably like not long after it went on Netflix, which I guess was maybe yeah. this summer. So I would say it was sometime maybe this summer. Mm. Um, I, I could also tell that it was a movie that was going to really stress me out. 
so yeah 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 yeah. that's what i was saying is there I, stuff i, I we started watching like, ozarks and then we went no i can't watch this like at the beginning of the pandemic we need to get back on that yeah that no i i totally i totally get that that well also ozark like the most recent season of ozark came out at like the perfect time but um i've been watching ozark for years so i just like yeah. jumped back into it but um no that that's very true it's also that show is so dark like like lighting wise it's so dark and everything has yes, like that yes. blue tone over it yes 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 but uh i remember when it won some emmys not two months ago but a year ago people were like maybe ozark can finally afford another light bulb <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i said this earlier but the, the the show i'd love to see again is uh, uh as a thing is um boston legal because i'd love to see william shatner and james spader and oh, candace bergen i think yeah. it had such a great cast and you know is that things people is that one of my background shows I should have? I I really liked it. Like, I sat down and watched it, and I think I found out the other day it's streaming. The pro- Part of the problem was that show wasn't streaming anywhere for a long time. Yeah. So I'd go, you should watch Boston Legal. And everyone's like, how do I watch that? I'm like, you go on Amazon and you purchase six seasons worth of DVDs. Yes. Um, I have that problem. Well, I had that problem with Sports Night because Josh Molino hosted the West Wing Weekly. was also on Sports Night, also written by Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin. So there was a lot of, like, references back to sports night on the west wing weekly and people and he occasionally people would be like why can't i watch it and he'd be like guys it's not streaming anywhere i know it's a problem That's but so like weird but it, it is now apparently it's on the imdb yeah, yeah, yeah. tv app and so <laughs> there are ones that w- like i think we may have uh talked about this on this podcast if not i've talked about it on other podcasts i've been on but the just watch app where you just go in to put it, it tells you exactly where things are streaming. Oh, yes. There's like certain ones that I'm like, I have like, one of them was Fubo and I was trying, I was like, okay, let me see if I can get Fubo and watch mm-hmm. whatever I wanted to watch on Fubo. I think it was like Kolchak the Night Stalker, which if you have, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. 70s TV show that, that eventually led to, like it was inspiration for X-Files. Anyway, oh. but it's, it's this dude, it was one season, it's this dude... It's the dad from Christmas Story. Okay. And and he plays a uh, TV reporter or a, a newspaper reporter. And he goes out in all of his, his, like, oh, someone's being murdered in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, oh, it's a vampire. Like, it's always something weird it turns out, it turns out to be. Oh. Uh, and it was something my sister watched. But anyway, so I was, like, looking for that. I was, like, it's on Fubo. And I'm, like, what the heck is Fubo? And I'm, like, trying to get it to install. And it's, like. There are ads just to get it in. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to watch the show this much. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like anything that's on there. Like IMDb TV sounds the same way. Uh, Tara tried CBS All Access for a cup of coffee and like hated it. Like was trying to catch up on SVU or something. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm really annoyed. Blue Bloods. She's probably trying to catch up on Blue Bloods. Um, I am really annoyed <laughs> about CBS All Access because I really like The Good Fight, which is like kind of the sequel a little bit to The Good Wife. And they released the first season on Hulu like last year. It's already in its like fifth season. And then they were like, That's The all. Good Fight is in its fifth season? Since fourth or fifth, yeah. Oh my God. I feel like The Good Wife is still going. I saw an article today about a recent episode of Grey's Anatomy and that blew my mind. But anyway. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Grey's Anatomy is like never going to die. Um, but... <laughs> Which is funny because I stopped watching it eight years ago, and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. like it's had a whole nother series like since then. But no, the good, I mean, the good wife obviously like ended in 2016, I think. Yeah, um, and the good mm-hmm. fight is like probably because it, it it's short seasons. It's like ten episode seasons for the good fight. So I think it's oh, um, that's cool. I, I think so. So it's I, I think they do like kind of two seasons a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely in like its fourth or fifth season. But anyway, they released it last su- last summer on Hulu. They released season one, and then they were like, that's all. Yeah, well, no I mean, more. listen, listen. I've been watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is like twenty-six episode seasons, and I'm like, good god, like that's so, that's too much. Well, it's but too I, much but of a I, like, I want to keep watching The Good Fight, but they haven't put any more on Hulu. It's been over a year, and they're like CBS All Access, and I'm like, no. But guys, uh, if you want to get a hold of us and talk about, you know, what TV shows you want to see a reunion, or want to talk about this one. Uh, here's how to get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Frasier podcast on Facebook. And you can check us out. Uh, I mean, you're listening to us, so you probably know how to check us out. But if you want to tell someone else how to check us out, we are on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Overcast, Stitcher, 
Google Podcasts, lots of stuff. Wherever you find us, please, please give us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. Give us a five-star review, the highest review you can possibly give us. But if you want to give us a four-star review, Laurel might have a better uh, use of your time. Oh, do I. Uh, (laughs) As we all know, November 1st hits, and it's like we should be in the middle of the Christmas season, the way that the stores decorate and the Black Friday sales are already starting. And I know this holiday season is just real different for everybody. And maybe you feel like you're not in the spirit or it'll never be in the spirit. But you know who's here for you is the Hallmark Channel and the Hallmark (laughs) movies. And my good friend Amy, occasional listener of the show, perhaps, maybe she doesn't listen anymore, recommended to me, because I don't have cable, and I was like, how am I going to watch all these predictable yet very enjoyable movies. Um, She's recommended the Friendly app. Um, It's F-R-N-D-L-Y. So it's friendly without any vowels. And it's like $7 a month, perhaps. And you get get to watch Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Up, Family Channel, and a few others that I didn't get. Like Weather Channel, and then like a few others that I didn't know about. I weirdly thought you meant the Pixar movie Up. I was like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. But Hallmark and Up... And Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to some extent are your place for those cheesy, predictable Christmas movies where it always involves like somebody who's like, you know, been unlucky in love or they're, you know, you know, married to their job. And almost as uh, Linda Holmes from NPR says, always involves a little moppet of a kid. Um, There's almost (laughs) always a small town tradition that has to be saved or a small town business. Um, Anyway, I will I will share the the list that Linda Holmes from MPR put together of the um, of all of the new movies this year. There are a lot, um, mm. and she hide, she bolds the tropes that are common um, as you read the descriptions, which is really helpful. So anyway, just guys, Netflix also has a bunch coming out. Netflix has really started to um, to pick up the holiday movie you know rom com torch. So just give it a try. You definitely won't be you won't feel worse after the movie. Like if you're sad this holiday season, you're not going to feel sadder. Um, And it might just, you might just really enjoy it. So. And you might learn a little bit about yourself and love. And the meaning of Christmas. And the meaning of Christmas. Yes. All right. Bye guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye y'all.